Wake up, Lincoln. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Welcome back to Hour 2 on a Monday. Steve Sipple, Jake Swords, early break, fun show so far. You get the podcast at theticketfm.com. You can always watch the comments on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter. Call or text at 402-464-5685. This show is sponsored by Gaina Trucking. We mentioned in the first hour the uh, hectic Big Ten West is chaotic. Don't know who's good. You can tell kind of who's bad. Chris from the Baldwin Is anybody shop. good at all? Chris, our friend, our good friend, called from the Baldwin shop, and he is correct that we thought it would be a wide-open race in the West, but the way it's unfolded, we didn't predict. Yeah, the team's on top, or the team on top. Well, not only that, that, not only that, but just the way it's all unfolded. Northwestern being inept, um, one, one, one win for Northwestern. Didn't, pre- didn't predict that. Okay, I didn't hear a lot of chatter in the preseason about Paul Christ being perhaps fired by midseason. Did you hear that no, kind of chatter? Nothing. Nothing. Of course, nobody did. Okay. Um, I don't think anybody was predicting that Eric Chenander would be fired. I mean, Frost, you knew you knew it was a possibility. But Chenander, no. Um, Purdue's been sort of predictable. But who picked Illinois to be on top of nobody. the Big Ten West? No one. A lot of that's Again, happened has just been it's been crazy. With Illinois, I think the prediction was, hey, they could make some noise and be a bowl team. No one's thought they could win the West, though. And they haven't yet. But, no, they haven't. But I like but their chances. But they're 6-1. Yeah. Yeah, they're 6-1. and one, And it's kind of, you know, right now, Illinois and Purdue control their destinies. And they're going to play. In fact, they're going to play, I'll tell you, they're going to play November 12th. And that game... Could be, couldn't it be basically for the West? Pretty much, could be. Yeah, very good chance. Um, and I'd take right now. I mean, I'd say. Where's Illinois. it at? Where's it at? It's in Champagne. In Champagne, yeah. Purdue, not, bang- not the hardest place to play. Still, no, even but it's if, getting better. Um, getting better. Purdue. You saw the secondary, how shaky it was against Nebraska, and as we covered in the first hour. That shaky secondary lost both starting cornerbacks against Wisconsin. I don't know when Corey Trice would be back. The, the other guy I can't say his name. I think it's, I, I don't know his other the other guy's name off the top of my head. Corey Trice went down um, early in the game. Then the other one went down in the first half. I don't know if those guys are when they'll be back. But you heard what I I told you what Brom said after the game that he doesn't like the way they're playing in the secondary. and He doesn't like the plan. <laughs> The plan. Yeah, secondary coach, not a great Sunday for him. Well, how about the coordinator in general? Defensive Yeah, even the coordinator, you're right. That's just you're right. That's, that's just, yeah, that's not position coach. That's yeah. everything. Yeah, you're right. I think more Who about the – in place there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Purdue has had a bad luck with its defensive coordinator position 
um, in recent years, and now it's struggling again. Again, all points to Illinois. Illinois, you know what? You know what their coach did last week. He had a talk with them. He had, Illinois's Brett Bielema. He he hangs a sign in its training facility that says, "Manage the outside." As you're walking out, if you're an Illinois player, you see that sign that says, manage the outside. Do you understand what he's getting at there? That's what he's doing right now. Or that's what he's telling his guys right now. we got to manage the outside because they're getting a lot of people patting him on the back. Well, let's keep it right there. 464-5685, call or text as always. No, Illinois, it opened at 6.5. It right now has already jumped to a 7-point favorite. They are against Nebraska. This upcoming Saturday, 2.30 kickoff here in Lincoln. So, keep it right there, Steve. You said manage the outside. Can Illinois handle being the hunted instead of being the typical underdog? Yeah. Can they handle the role of, hey, we're, we're supposed to win this game. Mm-hmm. We're going to Lincoln, and we're supposed to win. We're uh-huh. the favorite. Uh-huh. Now, they've done well. Again, 6-1 and one this season. They've, they've beaten Wisconsin. They've beaten Iowa. They've beaten Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Can, can can they go into Lincoln and after a bye week, like you said, people patting them on the back, they're getting they're getting full off of compliments here. Mm-hmm. Can that team come in here and expect to win and, and do so? I, I just, it's, a too, typical underdog, it's hard to change that narrative. It is. I they're not used to this. And now, if you're a Nebraska fan, you hope that that has some impact. It's an intangible, so it's not something you can really. I, I don't know. I mean, who knows how they'll come in mindset-wise. Who knows how Nebraska will come in mindset-wise. I would think Nebraska would come in fighting. Um, I keep saying Illinois hasn't played anybody. Now, they haven't really played anybody, but they've been sort of impressive and not in, even though they haven't played anybody. Their defense is excellent. Held Wyoming to six. Okay, They lost to Indiana. All right, Illinois. You have to if you're a Nebraska fan, keep telling yourself that because it'll make you feel better. Yeah, it will. But again, weird things happen in the first part of seasons. We saw Nebraska lose Northwestern this oh, season. That's right in Ireland. Weird, yeah. weird. Illinois held Virginia to three, scored twenty four, held them to three. Virginia's not good. I mean, they're a sub five hundred team. Illinois shut out Chattanooga. Don't know what that means. Thirty one zero. What's that mean? Means nothing. Know. Now. I would say this. I saw Wisconsin 2-3 and three in the Big Ten. One of those losses was an Illinois win. Illinois beat the Badgers 34-10. to 10. Now, when I watch Wisconsin, that was at Wisconsin. When I watch Wisconsin, they don't look bad to me. Their defense certainly doesn't look bad. It's not – they're not having a good year. It's not – but, you know, they got – it looks like they're getting it going under Leonard. They did lose in double overtime to Michigan State. I get that. They were – they were that was a – That was a confusing game. A me. little confusing. Double overtime. They they were shocked they lost it. They came back strong. I think Wisconsin is going to be – I mean, they – I guess all I'm saying is they don't look bad to me. They Especially on defense. They're playing hard, Jake. Ooh, they're playing hard. So that's a, that's the most impressive win for Illinois, in my opinion, thirty-four to ten in Camp Randall. Now they beat Iowa nine to six, scrapped out nine to get that win. I watched it; it was ugly, just like you'd expect. Two very good defenses. They beat Iowa and Memorial State in Champaign. 
And then they beat Minnesota in Champaign, too, 26-14 in what was, I would say, a blah game. But they took care of business. And Chase Brown ran 41 times for 180 yards yeah. in that game. Yeah. He is Chase Brown, by the way, Jake, is averaging 27.4 carries a game. Think about that for a second. He's averaging 27.4 carries a game. He's averaging 30 touches a game. 30 touches. Now, got a week off. He had, he's a, bye a, week. He had a bye week. Yeah, yep. he's, a, he's a workhorse, he's too. He's as fresh as you can be, I suppose, now. Yeah, he's he'll be fine. I he's didn't know his brother, by the way, is a three-year starter in the secondary for Illinois. Didn't know, didn't that. know that either. Yeah. I mean, with Chase Brown, we've seen him before. He's a good running, but we've seen him here at Nebraska. He's good. Yeah, he's good. I mean, they've had some guys. They've had Reggie Corbin in the, in the last couple of years. They've, they've had yeah, some running Corbin backs was good. Corbin was good. that were pretty solid. Yeah, here's the deal with Chase Brown that Nebraska's mindful of. I know they're talking about this. That he turns three yards into six, which means what? They move the sticks. He breaks tackles, he moves the sticks. They move the sticks, and they hold the ball. They're a top-10 team in t- time of possession. They possess it about 35 minutes a game. So you know what they're going to do. I don't think they beat you downfield much with the passing game. Um, I'll look into Illinois more as the week goes on. But they're, you know, they're, a, they're a stifling defense and a, a strong – Jake – and a, and a strong running team that runs what? It's Brett Bielham, a classic. Power and counter, power, mm-hmm. counter, power, counter. And he's really good running counter plays, Chase Brown. Really good. Good cutback. He's back. a good running back. Yeah, he's really tough um, and fast, and he's got great balance, hard to tackle. He's got to run for a lot of yards against Nebraska. You, if, you just hope it doesn't get out of hand. If it doesn't get out of hand, you should have a chance. Um. He should have a chance. But that's – Illinois is Michigan with lesser players. Like Bill Bender said on our show, they play a lot like Michigan does, but they don't have the guys that Michigan has. But well, they're they going to be – a good defense, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's not just Chase Brown on offense. I mean, that defense is good. Yeah, it's legit. It's legit. As you said, Ryan Walters is getting looked at, at Colorado for their head coaching job. Probably as he, as he should. Yeah, probably Because he's, he's making Illinois a top defense in the country. Well, yeah, I'm a little more careful throwing that kind of thing around than you are. They're not exactly; they haven't played exactly an SEC schedule at this point. They've won their schedule. They're six and one with right. wins over Wisconsin, Iowa, and Minnesota. Like, don't don't Wisconsin, take that away from them. Well, I'm not. Except you would say that Iowa's down. You would say Wisconsin's down, and you would say no. Minnesota's no, down. No, no. If if Nebraska had this year already already beaten Wisconsin, Iowa, and Minnesota, I'd be gloating over here. Saying, here we go, we're back. I'd be saying I hope that. You, I hope understanding that those teams aren't what they have been, but no. saying, you know what, they won the games. You're not what you want to be right now. No. Nebraska doesn't want to they're not they're nowhere near where they Nebraska want to be. Discussion. It's not a Nebraska discussion. It's an Illinois discussion. I know, but I was saying hypothetical. You always go to that because that, it's your fallback. If I mean, I, of course it, Nebraska sucks. We all know it. No. All right. But I'm saying that if if we were in Illinois shoes with those wins, I'd be ecstatic over here, and you can't. I, you know, know. I, would, I would dumb them down and say, "Well, those teams suck." No, I'd say, "No, they, you won the games." Oh, I can't argue with a hypothetical. So it's a real one. It's reality here. Well, Nebraska know. doesn't suck. Nebraska is odd. They're an odd team. They're they fascinate me. 
they don't suck. They're not very good, but they're, they're, they're scary in their own strange way, right? In their own Trey Palmer way. It's not just Trey Palmer, though. I, ne- I See, that's not – sometimes people get confused when I start down this road. It's not just Trey Palmer. They have weapons on offense. They have Anthony Granite running back who's good. They have Marcus Washington who's good. Travis Vokalek. They have Vokalek who's good. They have Oliver Martin that can beat you deep. Now they're adding Tommy Hill. You have Ramir, Ramir Johnson in the wings. Fresh legs. Fresh legs. Those are weapons. See, Whipple, Whipple's not in a terrible spot here. Not in a terrible spot, nor is Nebraska. The problem with Nebraska is look at what they're playing down the stretch, and they're not very good in the trenches. And you're playing all these teams that are tough up front. Now, Minnesota doesn't look all that. Well, I, I'm curious what happened there because the, first four, the first four games, they looked awesome. like nobody. Now, again, Played Morgan, Tanner Morgan did not play against Penn State. It probably wouldn't Jake, have mattered. Minnesota though. played nobody in the – okay, they beat, they beat Minnesota. Minnesota beat New Mexico State in the opener, okay? New Mexico State. Mm-hmm. They beat Western Illinois, 62-10. to 10, And then they beat Colorado, 49-7. to 7. They played nobody. Now, they went to Michigan State. State and hammered Sparty. And we all got – Overly excited, not knowing at that point that Sparty is in a tailspin, right? And Sparty beat Wisconsin, though. Right. And then Minnesota came crashing back down to earth on its home field, lost to Purdue 20 to 10. Yep. Not good. Um, lost to Illinois 26 to 14, and then got, got hammered, smacked. By Penn State. Yeah, the wide out, wide out. Man, 107,000 people in that stadium. Yep, that's a lot of people. And they were booing off the bat. They were booing Sean, Sean Clifford. Clifford. A little bit smattered of boos. But anyway, 107,000. All right, what are people saying about that? Well, we, we have a phone call. Let's do it. If you can hear us, you're on an early break. Who do we have here? Go ahead. Hey, morning. Sip, Jake. This is Jason here from Kansas City. How you guys doing? Good. Hey, thanks Jason. for calling, Jason. Nice to hear from you. Yeah, yeah, you bet. I <laughs> love talking Husker football, you know, there's things you just think about. And like you said, Sip, Nebraska's an oddity. I mean, we thought Indiana was going to have the 101 plays on our or on our defense, or, or Rutgers, one of them. I think it was Indiana. 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 It ended up being Purdue. And <laughs> so, I don't know, it was a big game for uh, Bush, you know, and, and Mickey for his coaching future, you know, as far as being the head man. But, you know, you, you hope we can have a defense, you know, that <laughs> – shows up this weekend and um I, I i'm a you know whipple loves that he loves the passing game so i, I don't know if we're ever going to really get the running game that, that we want but he does seem to make adjustments and um so I, I feel fairly secure that we will score points but the defense like i said i i don't know which one's going to show up the one that limited you know indiana's number of plays or if, if it's going to be purdue but you know, just looking at Illinois' offense, you don't think they're going to be like a Purdue offense. I, no. I think we're going to – No. I think we'll have a shot. But, uh, and, you know, like I said, you, you see things over the weekend, and, and as far as Mickey's, it, it just was a passing. You know, I've got YouTube old Husker games on, and I'm watching the 96 Oklahoma-Nebraska game. And you got John Blake there. And, you know, Frost is the quarterback. We really struggled in that game. I I can't even believe I was down at that game, and I can't believe 
but we scored, you know, the score ended up being the way it was because we struggled for most of the first quarter and then, and then we kind of took it on. But, you know, John Blake, he, he was a, he was an alumni and he was a recruiter. And, and of course we had him as a, as a coach. So you just wonder, is, is Mickey in that mold of, you know, he's a great recruiter and he does, he makes you feel good. I mean, and, um, but you know, hopefully he's got a little bit better qualities as a, as a head man, but, but Blake didn't have it. So yeah, he didn't have it. We'll, we'll see what, what, what comes of it. But, uh, I don't, I don't know. Like, so you, I, I hope the defense shows up and, uh, you know, just a little plug for, uh, uh, DP's interview there with, uh, Mickey's wife. That, that yes. was, that was some good stuff listening good. to over the weekend. And, uh, so, but, uh, yeah, hopefully we can, uh, uh defense shows up this weekend and, and the offense scores points and we'll get the job done. Okay, yeah. Chase, thanks for the call. Yeah. Appreciate it. Okay. Uh, he points up something, Jason. Thank you. He, he got me thinking about a you know a critical matchup. It's just a coaching matchup too. You know Illinois is going to be well coached, Bielema. You know they're going to be really well coached on defense and offense. This is a big test for Bill Bush and Mickey. It is. Now you know what Bielema did. He went out and hired Barry Lunny Jr. Barry Lunny Jr. Remember I was talking about UTSA last oh, year, yeah. and I said, man, it was the second game of the year last. Last season, and I came on the show and I said, UTSA, they're better than Nebraska. I got news. They beat Illinois last year. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they went they went on to be a top 25 team. I think they won 11 games last year. I think year. you're right. Yeah, and I was watching them thinking, they're scary good. And they were really balanced on offense. Well, what would Brett do? He goes and plucks their offensive coordinator, Barry Lunny Jr. They had a guy – they had a – a guy rushed for 1,500 yards, and they had three receivers at UTSA with 50-plus catches. Yeah, yeah. Brett Billima went and plucked that offensive coordinator. So they know, he knows what they're – they know what they're doing. That This is a big test for Nebraska's coaching staff. Illinois will be extremely well-prepared. It's Billima. Three Rose Bowls. But, again, yeah, he is, he'll, be, he'll be prepared, but a lot of these extremely. guys have not – well, experience high levels of success at that program. That's Can they true. handle yeah. having the target on their back and being a favorite supposed to win this game? You have a number yep. by your yep. name. Yep. You are ranked. This big. That's big. This is not dead last Illinois trying to pull an upset in Nebraska. You know, you are the favorite. It would be an upset for Nebraska to win this game. No, Nebraska's going to hit them too. Nebraska's going to hit them with big plays. They're going to hit them. How will Illinois respond to that? Yes. Give Casey some time. Um, and he's gonna hit. They're gonna hit Illinois with big plays. You know it. You know it, right? I mean, Casey's gonna complete some balls down the field. Yep. And Nebraska's got some guys that can fly on the perimeter. Now the, right. the 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 you know, Nebraska will just have to show up for a scrap. It's just gonna be a scrap. And you can't let Young go for like, excuse me, Brown, Chase Brown. You can't let him go for like two twenty five, two fifty, right? I, I feel terrible saying that. That's even a possibility. But he does have 1,092 yards rushing already this he's year. He's a stud. He's a, he's a stud. He's a r- leading rusher in the country right now. If you can keep him in the 180 range, I think you're in business, right? I mean, Minnesota Minnesota kept him to 180, and Minnesota had a chance. They had a chance. They had a chance. Yeah. If you can keep him to 180, like if he, if he runs 40 times for 180, you You'd think you'd have just a shot. No breakaway runs. Limit the breakaways. Or just maybe one breakaway yeah, run. Yeah, one. You know? Before we get to break, we have not mentioned this yet, but Nebraska did get a commit on Saturday from Malachi Coleman of Lincoln East. Four-star receiver, athlete, 
at Lincoln East? He told Sean Callahan six or seven months ago he wouldn't have come to Nebraska. That's Mickey. That's Mickey getting Malachi Coleman. Well, he says this, yeah, quote, he says, Nebraska definitely was not always in the lead. If it wasn't, if it had been for Mickey, I probably wouldn't be wearing the N right now. Yeah, this is, I mean, Mickey came in and made a huge impact on that with that young man and his family. And that's that's a lot. I mean, now Malachi, I mean, this is a pretty exciting. He's the number one player in the state. Yes, he is. Um, now he could play receiver. He could come off the edge. He could play tight end. Um, he's pretty alluring that way. Um, I like him as a receiver. And, and if we've talked about this. Georgia liked him as a receiver as far as I know. If they want him as a receiver, yeah, I just go ahead and make him as a receiver. What does Georgia see this guy as? Yeah. Okay, we'll make him that too here. Yeah, I think that's what I'd do with him. He's, he's you know, he's a 10 4 600 guy at that size. I don't know what they list him. He's six, probably six five, two ten, two fifteen. Do they list him two oh five? I don't know what they About list 205. him. Okay, yeah, he's a. I mean that he's a specimen, and yeah, that's a big get for Nebraska, and and that's that's the Mickey influence. It's another check for Mickey. I mean, I'm gonna tell you something now. If it, what if Nebraska beats Illinois? What are we doing with this head coaching search? Well, you don't, you don't make it official yet, but it's 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 leaning that direction if they beat Illinois. It leans toward yeah, that's the guy. That's the guy. Yeah, I think you're right. Which is why it's weird though, because you know during the bye week you've got time to make some decisions if you're Trev Alberts or interviews or whatever, whatever you want to do. Something. Well, I'm curious what his bye week consisted of. I'm curious about the whole thing. I don't know. Be. Yeah, I don't know what. I don't know what to make. What of What did you do during on? the bye week, Trev? Did you look more at Mickey or just look at other guys? We're about a month away from it being really hot now. Well, yeah, we are a month away. Uh, Malachi had offers from USC, Oregon, Oklahoma, Michigan, Ole Miss, and Georgia. Big gets there. By the way, I saw that before we break, Sean Callahan had a good a good stat regarding the current commitments of the 2023 class. 14 recruits right now. The average distance from campus is 467 miles. That is the lowest the number has ever been in one year dating back to 1999, the first year on three track the information. So, that's the 500-mile radius. That's an incredible so, stat. Say that again. Okay. With the, with the commitment of Malachi Coleman, the average distance from campus of Nebraska's 14 recruits for the class of 2023 is 467 miles. That is the lowest the number has ever been in one year dating back to 1999, the first year that On3 tracked that information. Man, that's fascinating. 500-mile radius. Gotcha. Keep the guys home. Gotcha. Got it? Yes. All right. There we go. There's your Malachi Coleman update for those who are asking on the text line. There it is. When we come back, hey, Nebraska basketball played yesterday. It didn't count, but they won. How'd it go? Discuss that next early break of the ticket. 